Perfect. All right, we continue in the Gemara Daf Moikotin Daf Tes Amid Beis. A lot of small uh, pieces for a while. We're going back, explain the Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda Merlo Sasud. Rabbi Yehuda said a woman may not apply lime to her skin as a depilatory because it causes a lot of pain. So the Gemara is going to quantify that. Tanya, we learned in Abraisa, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda said, Ishalo Sasud, a woman may not apply lime on her skin, on Cholamoid, because it disfigures her. In other words, it's very painful. That's uh, to remove the hair, you know, the lime, putting it on your face, it's painful. And on Yont and Cholamoid, you're not supposed to do things that are painful. However, Interesting fact. Umar of Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, he is, agrees, it's okay. Besid If the lime can be peeled off during Chol HaMoed. Why? That she, then she can apply it on Chol HaMoed. If it's going to come off on Chol HaMoed. Why? Even though right now when she puts the lime on, it causes her distress because it's painful. But when it comes off, she's going to be happy when it's removed. But the removal is probably painful. I don't know. It's... Well, I'm thinking of waxing. I wonder if waxing would be allowed then. That's well, 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 so we'll see. Okay, but when her skin is smooth... Okay, so then she's happy. So interesting. So it appears that the first statement of Huda was to put the lime on and it stays on till after Yontif. Yeah, so. so that means for whatever, three, four days, it's painful for her. So what's the benefit of making it painful for her? But if on Chol Hamoit it comes off, so she's willing to have the pain now to look good, let's say, for the last days of Yontif, because... It's very interesting because, you know, depending on the woman, but I guess many women are very self-conscious about having a hairy face. Okay, and that's like, that itself takes away from Yontif. So, I guess now the question is, what's worse? Having a hairy face or having the pain of the depilatory eating away at your skin? Although at the end, it's going to be nice and smooth and not painful and pretty. So he seems to make this compromise opinion that at least during Yontif, during Cholamoyed, it will be good. So she's willing to take the short-term pain for the Yontif gain, so to speak. It's going, it's on during Yontif though. She's having the pain during Yontif too. If she takes it out during Cholamoyed, when does she put it on? Before Cholam, no, on Cholamoyed. Cholamoyed. She puts it on. The okay. question is, she could put it on before Cholamoyed. Well, then she's... Isn't it worse to have that? She's not doing any action. The problem is the action she's doing a holomoid. But either way... Action is not the pain, it's the action. Listen, a person can be in pain. Well, it's... it's, You're raising an interesting point because, you know, can she put herself into pain before Yontif to be on Yontif? It's interesting. It seems only... It seems she's only putting restrictions on the moid. On Yontif, you couldn't do it anyway. Because that's a malacha. The question is, can you put it on before the yontif? I would imagine women wouldn't do that before the yontif because that mom is being pain on yontif. Cholamoid, no. 
But anyway, interesting. So now, so it seems Rabbi Huda is saying, okay, you can have, she can put the depilatory on a cholamoid to have a little bit of pain during cholamoid. If it's going to come off during cholamoid, so she'll look pretty. So now it's going to seem to show a contradiction in this statement of Rabbi Yehuda. More now asks, Umi, Eisel Rehuda, High Sparta. Does Rehuda say this Sparta, that something which causes you distress now is permitted if it causes you joy later? But Tanan, we learned in a Mishnah, very interesting halacha. We're now going to Maseches Avodazar. And the Mishnah says, three days before a Goyish festival, we're not allowed to transact business with the Goyim or lend them money or borrow from them articles or money or to repay a debt to them or to accept payment of a loan from them all three days before. Why? What's the problem? Because they call the out, causes the idolater to uh, give thanks to his idol for the good fortune. We'll discuss what the good fortune is, but on a simple level, you sold him something very nice. Clay's jewelry. So the guy said, oh, covered my avodazora. I got this jewelry, mamish, it's a simcha. So we're not supposed to aid and abet the non-Jews' enjoyment of an idolatrous holiday, which lends to all kinds of shyness. You know, can you give Christmas gifts or things like that? Um, and... Uh, the general consensus now they don't really believe in it as an idol. It's just a, it's just a civic holiday almost to that point. So it's like you're giving them a gift, whatever. But anyway, but uh, so this is the issue. So you can't do anything in advance of their holiday that will give them joy later. So you already see where this is going. So now let's see. So he makes an exception, Rabbi. Rabbi Huda says the following. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, Nifroin mayhem, you can accept repayment of a loan from a dollar on their holiday or before their holiday. Why? Because it causes them distress. Because the guy never feels bad, he has to pay. You know? Okay, interesting. A Jew looks at it as a Makaima mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to, uh, to pay back a loan. To goy, okay, you know, I wish the guy would have died. I wouldn't have to pay him back. I wish, you know, whatever. It, it's painful for them. Now, even Rabbi Huda agrees one may not repay a loan to an idolater within this time period for this cause him to rejoice and to, re- and to render homage to his oil- idols. See, you can't repay a loan tonight because that for sure makes him happy. But the goy to pay back, right, causes him distress. See, why not? But he might be happy to get the loan off. Oh, 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 oh. So Omrulo, so the rabbi said to Yehuda, wait a minute. Even though he's paying now, he's happy afterwards. He's relieved of the burden of debt. So they hold, you cannot repay it because he's still going to be happy. Now, wait a minute. So what does Rabbi Yehuda seem to be saying over here in this case, where we're bringing this idea, pay now, happy later. Rabbi Yehuda does not subscribe to that. He argues on the rabbis. He says you can't accept payment because it's pay now. 
Aye, what about happiness later? We don't worry about later. But wait a minute. He said over here by Cholomoid, a woman can pain herself with the depilatory if it's going to come off on Cholomoid because pain now but pleasure later is okay. So it should be, so that's the contradiction because by the guy he doesn't reckon the happiness later, just the pain now. So you can't have it both ways. Either you go with what's now and that's it or you can what's going to be later too. So that seems to be a contradiction in Rabbi Yehuda's statements. Shkomer is going to give a couple answers to that question. Amr of Nachman Bar Yitzchak, he says, listen, you don't ask questions from Cholamoid. What does he mean? Hanach lehilchas Cholamoid. Cholamoid is like a different category. We cannot compare. It's apples and oranges. Cholamoid is one thing. A goy's happiness on his holiday is another. Why? Dekulhu. Because all the things that we're allowed to do on Cholamoid, if you really think about it, these are all painful actions to a certain degree that we allow without thinking, even though, because later it gives us happiness. He's going to explain what he means. But he's saying everything we do on Cholamoid is that way. You have distress now. And you're happy afterwards. Let's give an example. Do people really like baking and cooking? In other words, it's work. How do we know it's not such an easy thing? We pay people. You pay a baker to bake. Imagine, would you tell the baker, wow, baking is so much fun. Why should I pay you? You're having so much fun. Okay? So obviously, baking, it's exertion. It's, it's not so simple. Okay, I know people, women say, oh, I love to bake. Yeah, maybe they love to bake, but they certainly don't like to clean up. That I can vouch for. You know, it's like, I heart, bless their souls. My wife, she gets in these moods to make like, you know, 50 cupcakes, you know. That's really great, but who's got a kratz ice the, uh, the stuck on the baking pan? So, okay, but, you know, but that's part of baking. It's, you know... Going, you know, does everybody like going to Sobeys, schlepping everything and all that stuff and waiting in line and schlepping and schlepping and schlepping? The only part about baking and all this is the eating. <laughs> okay? So let's think about it. Chol by definition. Anything you're doing at Chol there's some pain. Whatever you're doing, there's pain. But there's a pleasure afterwards. And clearly the rabbis allow it. So therefore, when we're dealing with a depilatory, and okay, there's, but it's no different than baking. And, you know, because if you're not going to do any pain, you can't live. Okay, that's the point. While on the other hand, with a goy, wait a minute, no, with a goy, we can't give him uh, any type of, um, uh, any type of, uh, we don't, we don't cheshben what's later. If, uh, if right now he's in pain, he's in pain. That's it. But cholamoid is uniquely different on its own status, so you can't compare the goy with that. That's one answer. A second, an- uh, another answer, Ravin Omer. Kusi le'inin porong So Now we have a psychological machlokis. Ravina says a goy is always distressed he has to pay. He's not even happy afterwards that he doesn't own the loan anymore. So we have a philosophical argument about the mentality of a goy. 
They all agree he's unhappy when he pays. But does he, is he later happy or is he still unhappy? All right? And Rabbi Yehuda therefore holds he's still unhappy. He never feels better. In other words, he's always distressed when he's forced to repay a loan. For this ends his chance of being able to retain the money illegally by defaulting on his obligation. So it's, I, I could hear both sides. You have to remember, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, a goy is a goy. And they don't have ethics. They don't. They only try to keep the law as long as you're not caught. Okay? As is seen. Like you see guys who borrow money, borrow money, knowing they're going to go chapter 11. They know they're going to do it. And they tell everybody, oh, it's a great deal. I'm, I'm getting 20% of my returns and this and that. And he's just taking millions and millions and millions. And while he's taking, he's siphoning off into his uh, offshore account. And then, oh, sorry, I'm broke. And we know this happens. Happens to Jews too. I know. Well, Jews who act like Goyim. You're right. Jews who act like Goyim, same thing. But I'm just saying, at the end of the and you and you have like a lot of times, you know, uh, you had uh, uh, other examples. The child, before child labor laws, before unions, owners would pay people bupkis. Why? Can't, can't the guy make a living? What are you talking about? I want to make more money. Like you have in China, you have all these things. People making a lot of money, and they're not even let, let the other guy make a little money. You have to make so much profit. You have to make billions, and if you make millions, it's not enough. And they exploit people. So in a way... The psychology is whatever I could squeeze out of them, I would. So now I paid back. You don't think the goy ten times over is thinking, how can I get out of paying him? So now they always, that's a machlokes now in the psychology. So maybe I would say, I would suggest maybe there were different tanoim lived amongst different types of goyim. And that, I think, is a reasonable answer. In other words, there are some goyim that are pretty decent. Not all goyim are terrible. There's some that are pretty decent, and they're honest, and, you know, I borrowed the money, I have to pay back. You know, and I guess that would depend on the, uh, what do you call it, uh, the place where people live, you know, and the circumstances of their life. You know, you can imagine. I mean, just say, let's say blacks in a very, um, what do you call it? Um, low income, the whole place is a disaster, and this and that, and there's no hope for these people. So oh, oh, let's say they, they smash and grab people. Okay? I, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's innately their nature, it's just that's the circumstances of life that they live in, so it lends itself to feel terrible about having to ever pay back. On the other hand, if you had, uh, you know, the, the blacks that are living in a little better area and the, and the mother worked hard and taught the kid to work hard, like a Ben Carson. You know, I'm just saying, okay, so so I think that really is, I think it's not a machlokas, it's it, it just saying this one lived in this area, this one lived in this area, and he understands going this way, and this one understands going that way. And that, I think, would be a uh, proper answer for that. Because both sides make sense. Now, a Jew who's a God-fearing person, very, that's very important, God-fearing person, uh, that knows, I borrowed money, I have a mitzvah to pay back. What do you mean? It's not a question of, I feel bad. The only thing is he feels bad if he can't pay back. 
that is a I'm just playing a pig back and it's my it's all not working out. The person really feels bad. And you have people who will years later pay you back. Although, uh, we once lent money to uh, uh, good friends of my wife. You don't know who they are at all. A substantial amount of money, like 20 years ago. Never saw the money back. You know, and they still, uh, they're still around with their homes and everything and whatever. So, it happens sometimes. Conveniently forgot about it. What? Conveniently forgot about it. No, they didn't forget about it. Whenever, they live in Israel. So, whatever, my wife goes, on, yeah, yeah, we're still going to pay you back. Well, one thing is I make a bowl every year. Every seven years, I make a bowl. But it's like, you know, I, I don't want to be moichel yet until I have to be moichel. Because they're going to say, well, you probably was shmita already six times already, so I don't owe you the money. It's like, so what, but, you know, those people also were struggling. So, okay, you know, you have to judge them favorably, and it's, it's hard, you know. Living Eretz Yisrael, not everybody makes so much money in Eretz Yisrael. Anyway, so that is the psychological argument about people. Okay, now, next statement. Okay, now that we're discussing removing the depilatories, Amr Rabbi Yehuda, Yehuda says, very interesting, Benos Yisrael Shigil Apirka. Jewish daughters who have reached the stage of puberty. Okay? So now they have some hair. But but they haven't aged the year in which it's common. In other words, she's developing early. She's maturing early. And therefore, uh, they're embarrassed to have these hairs. Because it's too, you know, the friends are making fun. What a face, I don't know. But it's, it's premature. So they want to remove it. So, depending on your um, socioeconomic status, there are less painful depilatories and there are more painful, just like you have nowadays. You know, you want to go for, what do you call it, uh, the, the anesthetist, whatever they do, that's very expensive, you know, or let's even say people want to have Botox, right? That's something that, that costs a lot of money, you know, you have to have, so a lot of beauty <laughs> depends on money. So there's cheap and hurtful ways of removing the hair, and there's expensive and less hurtful ways. So anios, so poor girls, what would they do? seed. They would plaster with lime and removing it, and that is what we already know is very painful. Ashiros, the wealthy ones, tofloslosambasolas, would plaster them with fine flour. And that's obviously more expensive than lime, and it probably was less painful. Now, benos malachim princesses b'shem and hamor with the oil of mur. Shenemar, how do we know there was the oil of mur from the story of the Purim story, as it says? Shenemar, this was for the to see the king. Shisha chadashim b'shem and hamor, six months with the oil of mur. These were the treatments to make them look beautiful to the king. And more wants to know, my Shem and Amor, what is this oil of myrrh? Rabbi Yehuda bar Omar, he says, it is sitakas, whatever that is. Okay, so thank you very much. I don't know what it is. So why is the... Now, I have a, a question over here, is why... Uh, well, we'll see in a minute. Well, let, me, let me just do one more statement. Rabbi Yirmi Barami Amr, he says, what is that? Shemen Zayishol Hevi Shlish. Oil of olives that have not attained a third of their ripeness. Okay. 
So some say he's not coming to give another explanation, but he's defining what satakas is. Okay, others say it's machlokas, whatever. But anyway, that's what mer is. Now the question is, uh, one second, Tanya, we learned in Abraisa uh, uh, something about this type of oil, just interjecting, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Apikinon, Shemen Apikinon, this type of oil, is an oil of olives that have not yet attained a third of their ripeness. And what's the point? They can't be used for a mincha offering. Okay. And, Velama Sochinoso, not a girl goes back to Rabbi Yehuda, why do the girls smear themselves with the lime, the flying flower, or the myrrh? Okay, why do they do that? Shemesir es haseyar umadin es It removes the hair and causes the skin to glow, to look very nice. Okay, so why is the Gemara telling us these three things? I think it would say, depending on the, on this case, if you could do it on Cholomite or not. Because when we're talking about lime, that's painful. But certainly, where the, where the princesses are using the other things, it's probably because it's not painful. I would imagine. And therefore, they could do it on Cholomite, even if it doesn't get removed till after Cholomite. That's what I imagine. Because what do I care to know if women are rich or poor? Do I need to know the socioeconomic status? Well, the poor people, that was really hard for them, and the rich people was real easy for them. Must be to say it's not across the board, all women cannot put on depilatories. It depends if it's not painful. So therefore, um, nowadays, okay, where it's, uh, it's not nearly as painful as it used to be, and it doesn't take five days, and it happens instantly. So you'd be able to, I imagine, on cholamoid if it's distressing the woman. Although obviously, be better to do it before cholamoid, you know. But uh, it would appear from that that they could. I'd have to look it up the lochalamaisa, but I, it would appear that it's short. You know, she wants to look nice. She's going to be upset. Women especially will be upset Wouldn't about. Wouldn't it be the way, depending how you do it? Like maybe nair might be okay, but waxing may not. I'm not I an expert in these things, but I'm, I believe I the waxing really hurts when they peel it off. But, 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 but according to Rabbi Yehuda, if it's coming off before on, on Cholamoid... You get the, I know, the joy. So that, that would seem to be... Now that's different than, let's say, a man taking a shave or a haircut, which is generally not painful. Right, so, but, that, but then there's other issues. Okay, anyway... Yes, but we don't, we... You we don't. Yes, don't well, but maybe we should. I mean, okay. Well, to, when we get to that sugya, we get to that sugya, we will discuss study. the different yeah. opinions on that. It's a big, it's a big machlokas. You're right. So we'll discuss that when we get to that. Okay. Now a story to finish up this topic. Rabbi Havili Brata. Rabbi had a daughter, and what did she do? Tafla aver aver. She smeared her lime limb by limb. One at a time. And the lime would cause her skin to be beautiful. Okay? And that, obviously, why did women do that? To get a good sheikh. I mean, they got to look beautiful. Now, here's the important part to realize. He only smeared it on her a little bit at a time. In other words, let's say, waxed one arm. Okay, waited, took it off, waxed another arm, piecemeal. Why? Because if you do the whole thing... It's uh, very painful. 
which is reminiscent of a James Bond movie of Goldfinger. Yeah. Right? I think, well, I, I never saw it, but I, I heard it. The, the woman was painted all gold. Oh, right. If you get painted all gold, you die because your pores can't breathe. That's why the Tin Man uh, died early. They say about the Tin Man. He didn't wear it that long. What? No, he had to wear it like for hours and hours and hours. Really? To make up that. So the guy's completely with whatever the tin was. Day after day after day, he died early. Anyway, now, now that she was so attractive, looky here. Shuckle bought Dalit Mayazuzi. She was able to get 400, he was able to get 400 zoos. That was the dowry uh, that she was able, or the money the guy would pay to have such a woman. Well, now, you now you have a, a, a goy. She goes, whoa, this gets them a lot of money. I think it's a great idea. So now, Hava, who Kusi Bishua said, it was a certain Kusi, meaning a goy, in their neighborhood. Or the Kusim, you know, the doubtful Jews, whatever. The Havali brother, he also had a daughter. Ah, but he wanted to make her beautiful very quickly. He did it all in one shot. Goldfinger. Okay? Umesa. And she died. She couldn't take the pain, and she died. Oh, so the Goy doesn't take that sitting down. Amrdi said, Katla Bibi Liberte. Rav Bibi killed my daughter. In other words, I saw he was doing it with his daughter, so I so you're responsible for that. <laughs> Idiot. He only did it one at a time, and you did the whole thing. Okay, Koyashakup. I'm a Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman said when he heard how Rav Bibi had enhanced his daughter's appearance, he said like this, Rav Bibi, the Shasi Shikra, Rav Bibi who drinks beer in his household, and that means he was not that rich as opposed to wine. Okay, not such a rich guy. So Bayan Bonse Tifla, his daughter required smearing with lime. Why? Because beer causes excessive hair growth and thickening of the flesh, weight gain, etc. I guess maybe the daughters also had some beer. So that causes you to have a lot of hair. Anan Delo Shasinan Shikra, but we don't drink beer. We are wealthier. We drink wine. Lo bayin bin Tafla. Our daughters do not require smearing with lime to Nazareth. So, drinking beer, according to the Gemara, adds facial hair. Or whatever hair is there. So, Bikitzer, don't oh, give your great, wives sure. beer. Okay, good place to stop. We're going to start at the top of Yudam and Aleph tomorrow. We'll talk about sewing on Chol Hamoe. All right, Shkoyach, everybody. Okay, why are you gonna?